Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh. Recorded live. Well, hello, hello out there, my listening audience. How are you tonight? It's your girl, Barbara McGee, celebrity makeup artist to the stars, and this is Straight Talk with a Hired Breath. And I just wanted to say, you know, I've been off for a couple of weeks, and you know, my co-host and extended producer, Rodney Jackson, I'll give him a shout out. We know that he has lost someone in his family, but we love him. We miss him, and we know he's listening, so we love him and his family, and we wish them well. Anyway, everybody, we're brought to you by com, and uh, we're so excited because it has been a monster in L.A. this past week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It has been Style, L.A. Fashion Week. And let me tell you something. For the Ely, for the Sleazy, for the uh, uh, Wannabe, for the I'm Already There, for the uh, Kardashian, to the Kanye uh, West, they were all there. And it was amazing, absolutely amazing. This was at the, the Pacific Design Center right in the middle of Hollywood. And I'm telling you, they pulled out every stop. It was so fantastic. There were several designer features, as you know, started on Wednesday night and it ended on Sunday night. Now, I had the pleasure, your girl had the pleasure to work with the closing designer, and he is now my new best friend. And I sit here and set out Oh, my goodness. A New York boss, do you hear me? Adrian Alizan yeah. is with us. Hello, Adrian. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, baby girl? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you here. You have reached so the maximum cool. time permitted for recording so your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press Uh-oh. 1. To listen That's to your message, press that. 2. To erase and, and re-record, press 3. We just want to say welcome to you, and we're so glad that you're here in Los Angeles. Are you still there? You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. What's that? Hello? We're having... Hello? Can you... (laughs) Are you still there? You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message... Press 1 to listen to your message. I'll, I'll, Press 2 to erase and re-record. Press 3. If you could cut your other line, I'm going to go back. Can we cut it? Okay, go. Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Goodbye. All right, there we go. Bye-bye. All right. Adrian, oh, thanks. are you there? Oh, I'm here. I don't know what was that okay. uh, woman talking on the other side, but... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> the, I know the women were after you. I mean, it was just amazing to be in your presence, to watch yeah. everything that's been at L.A. Fashion Week. Uh, it's basically, the, uh, but, uh-huh. well, was, it was a pleasure to do uh, 
it's Styles Fashion Week, and uh, I was asked to come uh, with uh, by uh, Lee and Veronica, they uh, the presidents, I believe, of the uh, event, and I met them last year, and they've been just wonderful. And I had the pleasure to uh, show my collection. This is my third time showing, including last Sunday. And uh, it's really been a great experience working. I love it. Uh, I love it. Well, you know, what I really enjoyed about everything was, first off, you were the choreographer. You were calling the fashion show from backstage. And for an immense fashion show where there's like, five or six designers showing their collections every single night. I mean, that was must, that must have been an enormous responsibility, right? Yes, yes. The, the responsibility is enormous. And, uh, but it, it ran smooth because I had really good help. You know, I was there accompanied by the lovely Omi. So she uh, was on the other side front of house, not only uh, producing the music, but, you know, we and her had a great connection also with Heather and Anna, and um, it, it really ran smooth. It was my first time running the show in that caliber, so it was it was actually great, and the audience seemed, you know, like they liked every entire designer, which is great, and the performers. Everything ran really smooth, Yes. Absolutely. It was an A1 production. I mean, from the lighting to the colors to the beautiful sets that we were encompassed in to the way, I mean, just the makeup kit, 50 makeup artists working in the kit. That was amazing. Now, you know, we have someone else on with us as well. We have the lovely DJ Omi. Are you there, DJ? Hi there. Oh, yes, there she is. Hi, Adrian. Hey, Omi, girl. Yes. We have a New York boss right now out in Los Angeles just kind of hanging out until the snow blows over. So we're still going to have you on straight talk. So tell us a little bit about how was it to DJ something like this. As a female DJ, what was it like to come across the country and be welcomed in L.A.? And, I mean, what was going through your mind? Did you have to pick a playlist? Did you... Did you, well, how, how, do you, how do you get to such an event like that? Tell us. Uh, well, it's so incredible for starters. I love working with Style Fashion Week. This is my fifth season with them. So at this point, it, it, it used to be really hard for me, and I've definitely gotten it more down to a science, but it's just so much work. And, and you know, I have to keep track of everybody's music, and I actually – plan their most of the designers I really work with them and plan their music out to reflect the collection but there's always that moment everyone jokes I always press the button but I really have to press it at the right exact time and have to make sure the right song is loaded so it's not as simple as just pressing and there's so many buttons there but um no it's really incredible it's, it's a lot a lot of work but um it's all for that moment Adrian's show was so gorgeous and that makes the whole job worthwhile that you see uh, and you see the music and the lights and the models and the clothes all come together, and, and it's magic. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely magic. I will agree with you. Now, we have one other person on our panel tonight, and uh, the reason why I asked her, I just thought she was just phenomenal, Adrian, 
And I thought she accompanied you so well. And we have the lovely Danielle. Danielle, are you there? I'm here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Absolutely. Danielle, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about you. Just give us a snippet. I know you're a director, and I know you were directing also along with Adrian. And tell us a little bit about you, just a snippet, and why were you at Fashion Week, and how did you become uh, backstage and set and directing? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I I love art and creativity and more than anything I love 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 fashion um I've actually kind of lost count of how many seasons I've worked at style fashion week with Lee and Veronica um but this season I had the pleasure of um working with Adrian and working backstage and it's just so beautiful this event there's so many intricate parts and so many moving parts, and it's amazing working with such uh, a great team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, um, I was just wondering, uh, to put on a production like that, how many people do you think DJ it takes to uh, really actually execute something like that for so many days? How many people do you think work <laughs> um, It's funny, a lot. I know that there's at least 10 people in my headset for every show. And that's, I'm in front of the runway, but we're communicating with the people backstage um, and uh, the dressers and the people in the audience that we all have to be in communication to make it all happen. Um, and that's one of, you know, the threads. And then I have another text thread with the production crew, another 10 and 15 people. So to really keep track, and then you have, like, hundreds of, of contractors um, to make the sound, to build the sets. We have hundreds of volunteers. I honestly, Danielle would probably have a better idea. I'm I'm really in the booth for most of the event, so I don't I, I don't mind not being backstage. It's, it, it looks stressful. It's always exciting when I'm back there, but it's, there's a lot of stress and running around, and my job is stressful, but I would imagine at least 150 people. Danielle would probably know better. Right. Well, you know, if I, if I just may compliment you, because uh, first off, you're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, drop dead gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. And, and that was what really attracted me to you in the beginning as a makeup artist. And I saw you there with this beautiful goddess standing there spinning records. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I got to know who that is. And then <laughs> you were from New York. It just, uh, now, so you modeled before. So tell us a little bit about, you know, if you can in like a couple minutes, just give us a little bit about your journey we talked about before. Well, I've always been musical. I've been doing music since I could talk. And I went to college to be a brain surgeon, actually. Uh, When I graduated, I took one year off. And within the first month, I got recruited by a modeling agency. So I was modeling in New York, um, doing some editorial and I got really, it was really skinny. Uh, they sent me to Milan, and it was actually very traumatic for me. I was starving. It was cold. They kept telling me I couldn't eat. I had to go to the gym. And obviously, you know, it's not easy to be a model. <laughs> it's, not, it's not as easy as it looks. I mean, I think that all of us are professionals. We make our job look easy, but there's really a lot that goes into something like that. And um, I had already started collecting records at that time, and I, I found myself in Milan just starving and 
and getting called back but not fitting into the clothes. And all I wanted to do was go back to New York and, and be a DJ. So that's, you know, the short story of how I, I got there. But I met a lot of people in the fashion industry then. Um, it was definitely a great way to meet people. And it kind of parlayed into a DJ career. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we want to have you back because we really want to talk to you and we want to empower women and young women to be able to aspire to that. I want to go to Adrian now. Adrian, so, all right. Why yes. Adrian Alice? I just want yeah. to take my hat off right now and slap mm-hmm. you a 10 to win because, listen, closing that show was an upset. It was an upset. I mean, you brought <laughs> it film. I mean, it was that you had a beautiful film that started it off with the sound effects, and then you had a slide that set the tone, and then beautiful visions of loveliness with this beautiful fashion. Okay, so let's ask you a, a, a really intense question. At what yeah. point in your life did you know I want to be a fashion designer. When did that happen for you? I think it was uh, uh, early 2000s. I was still modeling. And I was, I was, my passion was more dancing because I danced for years. And uh, uh, as while I was dancing, I thought I could make myself my own outfit. And uh, I did. I made like a cat suit. And I was doing like... <laughs> Yeah, I did a cat suit, and I remember covering my face. I used to do, like, contortion. I was really good at it. It was really, like, I can still do great 180 splits and handstands, and, you know, I was oh, really I good. Oh, so, Yeah, huh. so I, I made, a, I made a, a cat suit, and, of course, um, I, I didn't make it so perfect, but I made it, and then I said, wow, I like what I'm doing. So I started making clothes, and I kept making clothes, and then I met a partner, uh, his name was Nico, and me and Nico started designing in the early 2000s in the clubs, and we just started doing a bunch of club shows and, like, just crazy club shows because I grew up in New York. So in the 80s and 90s in New York, was, like, really cool because you could do whatever you want, like, and everybody was cool and had really cool outfits, like, just everyone. So I, me and him, Nico started designing, and then uh, by the year 2008, or seven or eight, he decided he didn't want to do it no more because it wasn't taking us to where we wanted to go. But we got great editorial, been in Italian Vogue, et cetera. And then I just made my own, I, I put my own name into it. I said, well, I'm not going to quit. I'll just do Adrian Alicea, my own name. So I just started doing my own thing. And, of course, being nervous and being on your own is like, are people going to show up to your show, first of all? That's the first thing you think of. Who's going to show up? And, of course, they're going to think I'm crazy or, like, maybe putting makeup on boys, I mean. But in Europe and living in New York in the 80s, it was cool. You know, everybody had mm-hmm. eyeliner and, and, like, black lipstick and, like, leather jackets that said, you know, like, all these cool, like, words on them. So I guess it all, like, designing and what I do now, I think I did it as a kid or as a teenager in, in New York. So now that I'm designing, I'm like, to me it's old. For other people, it might be new. And then for other people, it might be old, too. It's like, wait, it, it, it reminds me of something. And a lot of people tell me, hey, that reminds me of, like, something in the 80s or 90s, because it all comes from that, if you really think about the cool eras that we really right, could, like, exactly. be free. Yeah. Yes, and I exactly. think, yeah. 
I think the 80s gave us a lot of, like, freedom. You know, of course, 60s and 70s, of course. But to me, the 80s were, like, the coolest. I don't know. Maybe just because I was an 80s baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Danielle, I want to ask you a question. Uh, Danielle, so now I know that you are director. I saw you in your capacity, your official capacity there at L.A. Style Fashion Week. But uh, I know that you're a film director as well, a female film director. So tell me, how does fashion and film, how do they play together? Is there a a, a similar chord that you kind of feel that gets you these sort of jobs and, and you're able to find more expression for your own expression when you walk away? Absolutely. I, I I know that fashion and film go hand in you know, as a, a female director having an eye for fashion really catapulted film, it's it's its own language. You know, growing up I always wanted to be an actress and had a a traumatic experience. I went to some um castings and I was too fat or I was this or not enough of this so working behind the lens is where I find most of my energy and most of my power and you know working with different colors and different textures it's really the fashion that makes a statement in film everything has to come together but it's really the the character fashion that brings the film to life I love that. I love that. Everybody, hey, we got to pay a bill here. You're listening to www.t25cl.com, and this is Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm your host, Barbara McGee, and this is Straight Talk with the Higher Brush. We're here in the penthouse tonight with the lovely Danielle, female actor. Danielle, what's your last name, dear? It's Danielle. Say it again. Okay, we're we're breaking up just a little, little bit, but we're going to come right back to Danielle. And also, we have uh, DJ Omi from New York City, NYC. NYC on the West Coast. Uh, that's right, in, in L.A., in the 90-degree weather, while all her friends and cohorts are in their fur coats trying to find cover. And we're praying for them. The My boyfriend wanted me to fly home early today, and uh, it's not even a possibility. <laughs> uh, yes, it's not even a charter. You can't even charter a plane. Yes. <laughs> wonderful designer and uh, my confidant and new friend, uh, Adrian Alessia. And I want you to know, it was everything to be in your presence, to watch you work. And, you know, I'd like to ask you a question. How do you handle so many people? I mean, you have, like, 17 models. Every designer has own set of models. You've got a little bit of noise. I'm just going to block. Don't hang up. I'm just going to block. we got a little bit of noise. Um, I was just wondering. Um, come right back to you, though. Don't hang up. All right. Um, and we've got some calls on the board, too. We'll get around to you guys. Uh, so, Adrian, tell us how you handle so many different personalities. How is that possible? And still give excellence in your fashion and your presentation. As far as the models, you're saying? 
That's the yes. question? Yeah, um, as far as models I, and all the personalities? Yeah. Well, as far as the models, I guess, you know, they're they're probably hungry, like Omi said earlier. <laughs> so they're upset. <laughs> so I, I just try to, like, push the eagles to the side and tell them, you know, you have to be firm with them. And I know they were firm with me when I used to model in Paris and London. I did it. They were firm. They had to tell you, you know, like, if the shoe didn't fit, they didn't care. Put the shoe on. And even if you never wore it. And, yeah, and, and I noticed people, like, here in the States, you know, they're like, oh, well, I can't walk because of the shoe. No one cares. It's you got to yeah. make it happen. At the end of the day, it's like just make it work. And I just try to talk to them, of course, when I meet them and they come to my casting. I first want to know who they are. And I'm like, what is your name? Where are you from? And I make them comfortable. And I tell them, show me how you walk. And I hate, well, when they say, oh, well, this is what they told me to do. I said, no, show me how you would walk. So I will let them get comfortable with themselves first. And then when they wear my garment, I will tell them, how would you sell it? And then they will be, they'll feel much comfortable. And then I tell them, well, I want you to walk stronger, and I want you to become more aggressive on the runway. And then it becomes a showstopper. So it's just how you handle people, I believe, that you make them comfortable, and then it, it works. Because even the kids here in L.A., I, I really got to say, they're well-mannered. The kids in New York a little, you know, have a little attitude, baby. But these kids here are cool. <laughs> I yeah, love the way you put that. Oh, you think you think they got attitude in New York? Well, you know what? It's very, very funny because uh, you're right. There is a di- different consciousness in different places, different regions. Have as a makeup artist, I recognize that different hair, makeup, fashion suits different people in different regions. And so as a designer, how do you play to all of us inclusively? How does that work? Are you a custom designer? Could I come to you and say, I need a dress, I'm going to the Oscars? Or how 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 do people incorporate you in their real life? I usually, it goes by word of mouth, and honestly, I've been in a couple of boutiques, and it works, but honestly, people that just really want it, they will contact me and say, I want that dress or that jacket, and that's the way it really works. It's just like going into Macy's in a store. You go in, and you know what you want. Sometimes people window shop, but if you know what you want, you get it, so I know that I can be a showman, and people have told me, oh, you're amazing, great, 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 and we know the cheerleaders are great, but you know when you have real clients is when they purchase. And that's what I've learned. So we like the cheerleaders, yes, but we also like when it's also a purchase because then you can pay a bill, right? Or not only that, you know that when you see it on someone, I, I've been surprised by many people and say, hi, Adrian. And I'm like, wow, I like your outfit. And I'm looking and they're like, oh, my God, I made that. And they're like, yeah, I'm like that's cool, cool. So I've been surprised right. by many people that actually have my pieces on and I made it like five years ago. And I'm like, oh, shit, I made that. Excuse my French, but... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love it. But you know what was the best? I, I mean, well, everything was the best. I mean, I was on the biggest high all week. I mean, because when you see execution of art, whether it's a director of film executing, making sure that everybody is in the right place and the right frame of mind, or if it's the DJ making sure that the, the music and the tone and, and it, it, the setting is correct, and then the, the, the choreographer and the fashion designer all in one 
who can bring to life the models and bring to life and, and I mean, and hit the bar and go above. I mean, that is in motion, and this is what we all clamor for. This is what, this is what fashion really is. And a lot of us have gotten complacent with our fashion, and, you know, we've kind of gotten into the department store vision. And so, you know, we know. So, so tell us a little bit about that anyway, because, we, we, you know, we're shopping, and we, we, we want to know what happens with the originals and, and how do they end up in the department store, and do we get a, um, a certain level of your fashion after that, or is it one of a kind that goes to Bloomingdale's and we pick it up and we won't see ourselves again? How does that work? So you can have a limited edition, of course, depending on the department store or the boutique. So if you own a boutique and you say I only want 12 of the red dress, and then you make it in three tiers, so you can make it a cocktail dress, or you can make it into a gown, or you can make it into a super-duper fantasy piece. But it's the same kind of feeling, so depending on the buyer. So if this buyer is sitting down, and if you work at Macy's, and you say, okay, I need like four pieces from the collection, so they order, let's say, 10,000 pieces because Macy's might want it in L.A. and New York and Sacramento, wherever Macy's is at. So that's how it works with buyers. And it's kind of difficult to even get into the, the big uh, department stores. So at the moment, I just do private clients and word of mouth, and I've done music videos and a few celebrities and great magazines and and cool people, you know, from even famous DJs to personalities. It, I've dressed a lot of people, and, and that's where it's at, and your name keeps building. I mean, I, I'm just grateful and thankful, and I sometimes wow myself. I'll be like, God, I did this. It's kind of cool, like, because I don't, I don't see it until other people tell me, hey, that was cool. I'm like, really? I mean, I know it's kind of <laughs> cool, but for me it's so normal that I guess to other people it's a wow. I guess like let's say DJ Omi or or, um, or Danielle, when they do it, it's normal for them already. They're like, oh, we got this. So we got this. We feel already confident. If you have the confidence, it, I guess it comes through. Not to be cocky about it, but when you have the confidence, it kind of like we, you have to be confident in order to do something first, right? Absolutely, and yeah. that's really what that's what really this is all about. When yeah. we have yeah. these uh, when we have these radio shows, we really try to empower people to live within the stretch of your imagination and to understand that a dream can become reality, such as being a DJ, such as being a film director, such as being a designer of fashion, an international fashion designer, and that your vision, when you're, you know, how, how does your vision come to you? Oh, before I ask you that question, let me just say this. I tell you, when that beautiful lady walked up to me and said, oh, my goodness, is that Adrian? <gasps> I saw him at Madison Square Garden, and I was so bad at him. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> I love it. Tell us about that show. That must have been a high for you. That was a great show in Madison Square Garden. The location, I mean, New York City, you know, MSG, you can't go wrong. It was really, really great. I think everything really worked out great. And, again, when you at a this theatrical stage, you have to put on something, like, big. And it looked big. It felt big. So It felt big. I, <laughs> yeah. 
And it was a blizzard uh, that day, so people came, thousands of people came out in a blizzard yeah. to, to, see the, yeah. to see Adrian's oh, show, to see our shows. It was a blizzard. Oh, that, oh that, my that God. That was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Another you guys, one. Do you guys ever get any good weather? I mean, is it ever like LA? Yeah, summertime. <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly Sometimes. wasn't on February 9th. <laughs> Okay, I got it. I got it. was absolutely wild. We don't know what snow is. So that was <laughs> insane. And Adrian is an exceptional human being, and the collection was phenomenal. Thank you, Danielle. You know what I love? Danielle, you know what? Now, I have to tell you. What I love was those kilts. I mean, the kilt. Oh, oh I love the kilt with the hood. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. and the, I, I second that. Well, <laughs> what, what, Adrian, do you have a favorite piece? Or do you have do you have to divide it between mm. the boys and girls and then do you have to divide it between the long and the short? Or tell us, how do you find your favorite? I, I don't know. I think that if I was a girl I'd wear all the dresses, different occasions. And <laughs> <laughs> and being a boy, I think men you know, just look amazing in skirts, especially with no underwear. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> and none of the boys That's had the underwear. That's the secret ulterior motive behind the collection, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't break well, the line. So. That's why everybody was standing up. It was, it was like, it was a hush over the room, and everybody was, like, standing up. I don't know if my listening audience can understand about having, like, thousands of people outside. This was an outside <laughs> venue. I mean, it was amazing. It was so nice. Full moon and boys with skirts and eyeliner. It was killing me. It was so hot. <laughs> yeah. It was really hot. The, the, the beauty directors were great. I got to thank her for, like, at the beginning, they were asking questions. Don't you think it's too much to put, like, purple eyebrows and yellow eyebrows? I was like, no, it's never too much. Just do it. And they came back hour later and said, well, Adrian, we think it's too much. I said, well, let's just do it, and we'll let the audience outside decide. How's that? <laughs> let them, <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's, well, let's you know, just do it. Know. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, like we talked a little bit before, about regions. You know, like uh, yeah. L.A. Uh, is known for uh, film, correct, Danielle? We, we do film commercials. We do uh, 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 television series. We do pilots. We do movies. L.A. is kind of like that. So a working model who has an agent, an agent or a manager is most likely going to also do commercials mm-hmm. and possibly do film if they can get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I noticed when you came, and you did your casting that you demanded. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you like to pull for your lineup? Again, I think I've always, I guess, when I modeled in Paris and London, they like the girls to be 5'11 and up. You know, at 5'9, unless you're like a size zero, 5'9 works. But if you're 5'9 with a 36 hip, you're already fat. It sucks. <laughs> but you've got to be tall. And, and then with the shoes on, you're even taller. So I always liked a tall girl because the shows I did in Europe, I only saw tall girls. And they, like, I remember meeting Valentino, and he said, please don't bring me a girl 
that's shorter than 5'11". She can leave. And I said, wow. Yeah. So very, there was very few exceptions. Maybe Naomi Campbell, they did Valentino. She's 5'9", but she's a star. But they don't pick them. Christian Dior, the shortest girl, was 6'2". Like the girl that closed my show was 6'2". So yeah. these girls are really, really tall. And it's in Europe that started this with the Giants. And, you know, now you have it here where it's commercialized. But I think that being in L.A., it shouldn't be a surprise when you put yeah. these kids in a different makeup and different hair because they do movies here, for God's sakes. So when right. the, peop- the people surprised that I was doing different makeup, it's like, and the, and the designer before me, honey, she had cool kabuki makeup, so, but they used oh, to yeah. seeing kabuki. People are used yes. to seeing honey when it goes. Honey stretch herself out. Honey you stretch can. herself out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I he thought did. it was he great, had- too, but if, if it's not traditional, then it's weird. But if it's traditional, it's okay, which sucks. So she did Kabuki. Right. We've seen it. We've seen it. How many of you have seen Kabuki? Oh, she did Kabuki. Cute. Fun. And then you put boys in a purple eyebrow, and then they raise an eyebrow. Ooh. And I even put the boys in lashes. And I said, no, give them a smoky eye like you would do. I told the makeup artist, like me. But yeah, just go for it. Like, don't be afraid. And that's when all the makeup artists, like, hugged me and said, oh, my God, thank you for letting us do ourselves. Because I... They're also artists, so you have to let each of us, we all have this artistic side of us, you have to let Absolutely. us do our thing. Absolutely. From Danielle Absolutely. to Omi to yourself to everyone, we're, there, we're artists. So you say, you know, you just got to go. I ask what I do. I think that you let people do their thing, and it gets, it be, they become more comfortable within their own skin, Absolutely. if it makes sense. And, yeah? and, and when yeah. it's the sympathy with several professionals all in one, working in one unison, then what you end up with is a, a bona fide show. And that's what we had, and that was what was so uh, uh, riveting, is that we all got a chance to put our piece into it. And you were so gracious to allow me to have an opportunity to work with you. And I wanted to thank you publicly for that. And let no, you know I that, thank you. Yes, I thank you for that glitter lip. That was amazing. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was beautiful. Yes. So I, I wanted to ask uh, DJ Omi, so, 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 so what, now you're sitting in the booth, you're strapped in, you've got your headset on, uh, you're right there, you're looking beautiful, and uh, you've got the best seat in the house. So now when <laughs> Actually, you're watching, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I coveted that. I saw that. It's so, pretty funny, and I was thinking about it because I miss a lot of the show, even though I do have the best seat in the house. And even though the job has gotten easier, there's always that moment I need to make sure I'm playing the right music. I need to make sure there's a backup in case something happens. I need to make sure the finale track is going to be right, and I know when when the lights have to go on and the next designer, well, you know, Adrian closed the show, so so his was easy. <laughs> but um, yeah. if there's a, several shows, sometimes we do two or three yeah. designers in one show. And, um, and I heard the last guy got fired because he played the wrong music, the wrong designer's oh, music. Um, no. And it's, and it's uh, you know, I'm getting material from all directions and all day long people are coming up to me and changing their mind at the last minute. And um, mm-hmm. I have... I have the, the the house on one side that I'm talking to everybody, and then I have my DJ headset on the other side where I hear what's playing next and what's playing. So people try to come and talk to me, and I literally have security around me during the shows because even 
10 seconds of me not looking, a song can end, and then all of a sudden there's no music, and then everyone in the, in the headphones are screaming at me. So, um, so I do have the best seat, but I, I miss a lot of it. I, I'm always looking, but I'm, you know, technically I, I'm just always really concerned to not mess up. <laughs> Absolutely. Because these designers you know put so much in, and at the end of the day, it's like a little thing like the music stopping is a huge thing. <laughs> Right, exactly. But now, you know, when, when I when I used to do modeling, it, it was amazing about that music. You're right. It sets the tone. And when the music changes, if it's not a smooth change, the walk is thrown off. I mean, everybody's looking. And it's all about Absolutely. not breaking that trance that you get the people in, you know? you got to get them Absolutely. in the trance. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. And you can't have a tempo change in the middle of the girl walking down the runway because, like you said, it's going to throw her off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Danielle, I wanted to ask you. Um, so Danielle, so okay, so you're a filmmaker, and yes. you're in LA. Are you from yes. LA? Oh, you're I from here. LA. I'm actually from a small town outside of LA, so it's about an hour east of LA. But I've been oh, in LA. Sounds like my in, town. Sounds like my town. Are you in the IE? Oh, somewhere around there, Riverside. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> now so I feel like an LA native it's been about 10 years so I feel really comfortable saying I'm from LA now <laughs> okay so so let me ask you um okay so now that you um have uh you rent yourself out for production and tell me a little bit about the projects that you've already done see yourself doing in the future uh do you have are, are you are you doing docudramas do you do reality um what is your niche okay so as a director you know i like to take a script or take a, a, a project on and really just um put my my touch or my vision on it i i came to la to direct movies and now I'm finally doing it um so I I started as a production assistant and just working working several projects features commercials um live events <laughs> you name it I've done it in theater so there's there's it's it's endless it's truly endless but um now I've just been working I've directed short films I'm working on features so I um, usually how it works is I'll meet a client or people will approach me from the Internet or from different uh, websites and they'll say, hey, we've seen your work, we loved your last film or you did really well in this last project, we would love for you to come on board and, and work on this commercial or work on this feature. So it really is just a random um <laughs> random world that we artists live in, but when it comes together in the end, it's it's uh it's really beautiful. Absolutely, and that and that's really the point that I'm trying to make is there's no real um there's no real path. I mean, you can't necessarily say, well, I'm going to go from here uh, to uh, design school, and then I'm going to become a designer, or I'm going to go to film school, and I'm going to be the next great director with an Oscar, I mean, or I'm going to go to, uh, 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 I'm going to study everything I can about music, and I'm going to become the next uh, DJ, 
$100,000, you know, a, a, a night. I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. So that is my point. We, we, have, uh, we have a very... Um, we have a very strained path, and things can be difficult. But, you know, the challenge makes us better at what we do. So, so tell me, um, if, if you had to think about, Adrian, what you have overcome, what would that be? What was your biggest obstacle to stopping you from being able to achieve your goal as being an international fashion designer? I mean, that's a mouthful. That's a big responsibility, what I just said. That's a boss. I love it. In New York City, I love it. We couldn't find anybody to close L.A. We had to send for you. So that tells us something right there. So what was your biggest obstacle, if you could share that with us? Ma'am. Again, I uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm humble, man. I I do it with the love of art for me. I've always been like I'm doing it because I love art and I love fashion and I love film. I love film. I love music. I love color. And I've always yet yeah, kind of been on the dark side, which I love vampire movies and something just sexy. Anything that has sex involved, count me in. So <laughs> I make I make the models yeah, okay. I make the models look sexy and. I think it helps when you have sexy models on the runway, no matter what you put on them, and even if no one doesn't buy it. So, again, getting back to obstacles and what you need, it's for people who you meet and will believe in you. And I got to thank again Veronica and Lee because they said, Adrian, we want to talk to you about further plans because they see things in me that to get my clothes into the right department stores or selling my clothes overseas, Whatever plans they have for me, they keep looking at me and winking their eye, which is great. So I'm ready to partner with them, and I feel like that's why they put me under their wing. And for Lee just giving me the, the the just come on and you can run this backstage, the first one was like, I don't want to step on these girls' toes or these guys that have been here longer than me. He said, I know you got this, which I do. I, I have this. I can do this. And I had to get tough with a few designers this week, last week, yeah. and I had to get tough yeah. with a few models. And then I told Lee, I got tough. And he was like, I know, just don't, I'm not, I would never hit anyone, but I did have to get tough. And I don't want to do that, but I'm doing it just to show that they could be better, the models and the designers. I got this. If they move out right. my way, it will be even 10 times better. But when egos get in the way, when you're directing something, it's yeah. ego. Then that, I always say it again. You have to. And I just let them do it. Like a few people were like, okay, Adrian, just do it. It was one guy that said, do it. I think two people. I said, okay, I like this guy. He's letting me do it. <laughs> but a few people was like, no, I'm going to get in the way. And Danielle was there that she had to yell at people and get off the damn <laughs> stage. And, you know, I was like, yes, Danielle, okay. So we have to go there sometimes that you have to really put your foot down and, and shove it up someone's ass sometimes because they do not listen. And sorry, right, my potty exactly. mouth. My potty so mouth. I have to be careful. Do you think that uh, that sometimes artists stand in their own way? Do you think that's possible? That yeah. perhaps we stand in our own way of our own success? Is that is that? Do you see that, uh, Adrian, happening sometimes with other designers, and you're trying to unravel so that they can be successful? Well, it depends because, uh, like, 
looking, let's say, Honey Show. When I saw her, I was like, wow, she will be great as a costume designer doing movies out of Asia, and I can see it, you know. So that, when I saw I said, I can see this in the movie or in the video. The same with mine. If Okay, if you don't want to wear it to a red carpet, and maybe Danielle wants to direct some pieces, I said, well, I can use that dress for one of my movies. So, again, if a person that, right, it depends on the person. DJ Omi might see one of those. I can see Omi in that little leather piece with a pair of tights, so the fringes. You know, so, because <laughs> oh, she yeah. has, Love it. Right. She's a rock star with the tats and her attitude. You know, oh, you know yeah. some piece. Yeah, you know, I can see it. I like, okay, maybe not with a thong, maybe, but maybe the way she would rock it. It depends, again, on the client that says, okay, I can wear that. Like, the comedian, I forgot his name, but he came backstage, and he loved all the black jackets with the hoods, and he's like, Dude, I want to wear all this. And you were there. What was, oh, my God, I forgot his name. But he was a great guy. Yes. And I, he came with a blazer. <laughs> yes. He had a blazer, a boring blazer. And I said, you want to wear this? He's like, I want to wear your whole collection. I thought he was, like, pulling my leg. I love him so much. He just wanted yeah. to express himself. And, you know, he, you know, like you say, yeah. he's only seen himself with one vision. But when you were able to put the jackets and some of the outfits on him backstage, then he saw himself in a new vision and he turned into a new person. It was just amazing to see his transformation, you know? Yeah, yeah it's good for all of yeah. us to step out of the comfort zone. I've always said that my art is here to comfort the disturb and to disturb the comfortable. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, everybody, let's have a station break. Okay, you're you're listening to Straight Talk from the Higher Breast. My name is Barbara. I'm a celebrity makeup artist to the stars. And tonight we have Adrian Alice from New York City. We have a DJ Omi. And we have Danielle, the filmmaker. Danielle, tell me your last name. It's Danielle Dawson. I love it. There it is. We had to get that. I had it. I'm sorry. I had it, but I my paper. Where is my paper? But it's okay. We love her, and she's a friend of the show. She's local. I'm sure she's going to be back on. And, uh, of course, Adrian, when he goes home, he can be on from New York and give us the vibe. DJ Omi, a new friend of the show, can call the penthouse anytime and give us the vibe going down and in. <laughs> love that. But now I, I I have a question. Everybody, you're listening to www.t25cl.com, and this is Galaxy Talk Radio. And you know that you can go there and download independent artist music. So we'd like you to take a trip to our website so that you can have an opportunity to see our film, United We Stand, check that out, the great project that we're working on, and stay tuned on the website so you know what's going on. Of course, you know I have a website, site, which is www.thehiredbrush.com. Stay tuned there, too, for seminars and for some life coaching and for some young people's classes that we're going to put together for the summer. And uh, now uh, I would like to uh, bring this show to a close. I hate that. We're having such a great time. Uh, Oh. But, you know, we want to go around and give everybody uh, a little chance to wrap up. And what we're talking about now is loving our art, the commitment that it takes to get where we are. Because, Adrian, you are no joke. And we know oh, it took you. years and years and years oh. for you to be on the level that you are. And we thank are just humbled 
to have well, the opportunity to you. work with I you. I couldn't have done it with the team, and I got to thank Omi and Danielle and yourself because it's a we. I ne- I always put we. When people just put the I, it becomes weird. It's a we. It's a team effort because without Omi, who, what, who are they going to walk to? Just, you know, we need music. So I'll, I'll be crying for it, and if Danielle don't help me backstage, I'll be crying, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I was going to say. You can't do this yourself. It's impossible. No. It's too much. <laughs> right, <Omi? laughs> Yeah, yes, can, well, can. Well, 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 I thank you, and, I, you know, from the moment I met you, I knew that uh, this was going to be a moment in time for all of us. Uh, and we want to thank Ellen <coughs> Style Fashion Week, too, for uh, Veronica and Lee. Uh, we're absolutely wonderful hosts, and their entire staff and team, Stephanie and all the people, Ivan and the beauty director, they were all fantastic, and all the volunteers. Now, the greatest thing about being an artist is being able to monetize and being able to live and work and enjoy. So I want to go around. I want to start with Danielle, and I want to talk a little bit about monetization. How do you turn your craft that you love into money? Uh, just kind of give us a couple of suggestions because, trust me, uh, that's one of our Questions on the board. People are typing in, and I have a question on the board. So, how did how do you, as a filmmaker, how do you make money and still work in your dream? Go ahead. Well, I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's um, we always say like we always have jokes about like starving artists, right? And it it is it it takes years and years to really become. Um, successful, and it's also how you really measure success. Uh, You have, like, a successful film or a successful show, but at the end of the day, it is all about the the monetization, and and truly it's about the art, but we can't starve. So obstacle course, it's tons of just, like, networking and and how how do you, like, cultivate, you know, rich relationships that will new success with your art and, you know, make you happy at the end of the day and, you know, you can live to, to turn on the lights or, or to see another day. Uh, it really isn't an obstacle, but I, I would say creating really uh, amazing, you know, friendships and, and relationships and um, just being, um, just just staying true to, to your art and your craft. And I think that when when you do stay true and and you love what you do, I I believe that everything falls in line, and then you'll see the the fiscal aspect of it. Um, but it really is an obstacle course, but uh, it, it all it all works out eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. And um, all right, and and I want to go to you, Adrian. Tell us a, a little bit about how do you design fashion and monetize fashion? I mean, how do you take your art? You know, because I, at one point I thought I was a painter, and I remember I painted this beautiful picture. Now nobody else enjoyed it, but I enjoyed that picture. <laughs> I took so long to paint it. I had put it on my wall, took it down, put it in the bedroom, so I could just look upon it, you know. And it was so funny because I knew at some point I would have to part with that, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. 
So how is it that you can love and possess your art, and then how do you make money with it? Tell us. Give us some suggestions. I um, it's of course it's difficult, especially coming from friends. I've learned that friends and sometimes family, it's the last ones to buy stuff from you. It's people that don't know you that buys my clothes. I've learned that, and um, sorry if friends and family are listening, but it's the truth. People that don't know me buy my clothes and right. support. You know, you can have friends and family support, but people that don't know you, it's just like Calvin Klein. How many of you have met this man? None of you. And you're wearing probably his panties because of <laughs> the name of Victoria's Secret. You guys wearing her panties, but you don't even know what's the secret. You know, so it's, it's, it's about... People, when it becomes a big brand, people want it because of the name. So you keep building the brand, no matter what it is, from DJ Omi to Danielle to yourself, you build the name, and then they want it. And you've got to keep building, and then you've got to get the investors. And that's when people have to believe in it and say, I want DJ Omi to do all of my songs, all of my shows, and no one else. And why? Because she built the name. That's her brand. And we know she got my back. So this is what it is at the end of the day. With, like, my clothing, you have to have the people that not only support you to buy it. So I, you know, I get calls for videos. I, I styled a whole video, like, before I came over here. And someone called me, a good friend of mine named Antoy, and she booked me, and I styled the whole thing, and I brought my own clothes and some other things as well. But it, it was great. And, again, you make money when people really believe in what you do. And that's when the money comes in because then I guess you just don't have the cheerleader saying yay and like, you know, great. And again, you could be a, I could be a showman, but I don't want to be, just be a showman. I want to sell. But you need a sales rep. I'm not a, I'm not a salesperson at all. I can't sell you. I can't even sell water to a whale. I, I wouldn't be able to. I, I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, uh, and, and, and Danielle, uh, so tell me, um, if a person wanted to contact you because perhaps they want to shoot a video, do you do videos? Hello? Danielle? Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> yep. Do you do Definitely videos? she does videos. You're getting really yeah. I'm here. Okay, do, do you do videos or do you do commercials or do you use, I mean, how how would I, how would my listening audience be able to employ you in what they're doing? What is okay. your niche, your specialty that people could pay you if they wanted to contact you? Okay, so I am a director, um, so I can direct any project that you would have, whether it be a commercial, a music video, like I said, a live event, or a feature film, um, you can contact me via email. I know it's, like, so ancient. I'm, like, a very private person, but in this industry, I probably shouldn't be. Um, but <laughs> via email, you can you can contact me, um, and it's love film07 at gmail.com and it's lovefilm07 at gmail.com and that's I, how I love that. <laughs> so, that's so how, let me ask oh, you this. So, so, so Ryan, 
Have you been in any film festivals? Have you thought about that route? I have. I, I've been, you know, working tirelessly, like submitting my films to film festivals, you know, working on different projects. All of my my friends are, are filmmakers and actors and artists and designers. So it's just, uh, you know, great relationships. And it's also, like Adrian said, like the marketing and advertising coming from a uh, marketing background. You don't have to sell yourself and sell your project. And as an, you know. Oh, okay, there's just a little bit, a little bit of a noise there. Okay, so Danielle, so we've got your contact information, and we want to thank you so much for coming on Straight Talk. And I hope you will come on. I'm going to put together a show with just professional women, and I would love for you to talk to a couple of high schools. And we're gonna we're gonna blow this thing up, and we want to have you back. But I just want to share this one little quick story. Uh, nice behind the scenes. Uh, with the makeup artist to the stars. Okay, so I can remember doing a music video, and I can remember being out of place with um, the Vallejo Two Live crew, E40, his sister Sugar T, and uh, uh, the whole set for E40. And I can remember a time when we had to wear a bulletproof vest. So, you know, I'm from Oakland, and, you know, it gets it gets real. You guys are from New York City, so I know it gets real for you, too. So <laughs> do you need to have an agent or somebody that ensures that everything's going to be okay when you're working? Adrian, what about you? I, I didn't get the question. I'm so sorry. Do you have an agent or somebody that, a manager that ensures that, that books you and makes sure everything's going to go swell for you, or do you kind of handle it yourself? No, at the moment, I just do it myself. You know, it's, it's, you got to keep reaching that moment. I don't have an agent. I tried one of those a while ago, and they're just snakes. You just laid that right on down. <laughs> I was like, boom. Like, I, you got you to rep yourself sometimes until you get the right rep. I'm sure there's some pretty cool ones out there, and if there is, hit me up. And we really would rock this because, you know, you have to – it's always you're on your own, you know, until people then see that you're really making it. And then they want to jump in and say, wait, I knew him. I know him. And yes, exactly. Do, do, you really, do you really, really know me? No, you don't. Get your butt down. <laughs> you no, know, nobody. No, no, nobody. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, DJ Omi, uh, tell us if we want you to come blast our party out. How do we contact mm. you, my dear? Definitely, uh, you go to my website, djomi.com, and through okay, that you can get to all my social media platforms. Um, I respond to any way. You can press the email link and shoot me an email. Um, I respond to my Instagram messages, my Facebook messages, my Snapchat messages, and it's all linked up to my website, which is djomi.com. You can also hear some mixes, see some videos, and it's hours and hours of fun and entertainment. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love and in fact, we're going to post some of the music, of the style fashion week runway shows, um, <coughs> collaboration with them and then, and then the artists that we were, we had performing at Pacific Design Center at Madison Square Garden. We had Meredith O'Connor there, Heather LaRose, really, really talented girls. 
I love it. Well, I hope you are a friend to our show. I hope you call in. We're on Tuesday nights. I, I hope you come back with Danielle. We're going to do a female night, female boss night, okay? Oh, All the people that make it happen. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you for having me on You're the show. Welcome. Of course. And I'm going to hang up now. Um, but I look forward to speaking oh. to you again soon. All Bye, right. Thank and have a safe Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. And Adrian, and Adrian, so yes, how, do we, how do we contact Adrian Alicia? We want to see your pictures. We want to look at the fashion. We want to buy the stuff. How do we tell us how to find you? Okay. Well, I have an Instagram. Um, the Instagram is I am Adrian Alicea, and the last name A L I C E A. Adrian is A D R I A N. So that's my Instagram, and you can just DM me personally. I have Facebook, Adrian Alicea, and of course I have an email, Adrian Alicea three zero at gmail dot com. I'm working on my website as I speak, and I'm more of a you know direct contact type of guy. You know, I like talking to people. I I love it. Well, you know what, Danielle, I tell you, I'm so excited. It was such a pleasure working with you, Danielle. And and Adrian, I just want to tell you, you you have been the friend in my head. And now you're the friend (laughs) in my heart. And I'm just so excited that we had this time together. Now, I know you're going to be embarking on your trip home tomorrow. And we wish you the best from the T25CL family here in Galaxy Talk Radio. Everybody you know, tomorrow night is Rosalind's Corner at 7.30, and she's going to have her guest. We love Rosalind. Shout out to her on Thursday night. We have Soul Vibration with uh, Corey Jeffries and uh, Dr. Pastor Nayani Kwaku. On Monday night, you know that we have uh, our wonderful Compton Politics, and then I believe Thursday nights we're still having Sandra Keys with Keys to the Kingdom. Your girl, Barbara McGee, that's me. Straight talk with the hired brush. You know I'm here on Tuesday nights in the penthouse, and I've just been in here with this fine, good-looking Adrian Alicea and mm. beautiful girls that make his world happen Danielle, and, of course, we had a DJ Omi on from New York. So, anyway, it's time to say goodbye. So, we thank you for being on the show. And thank you for having me. Thank you of so course. much. It's a pleasure. Oh, of course. And we'll do more great things. And I'm looking forward to the next time you come out and rock the runway. <laughs> thank you, guys. All right, you guys. Check him out on his page with Instagram. I am Adrian Alisea. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Beautiful. Bye, You're Danielle. Welcome. We love You're you. Welcome. Let's bye. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.